Camping at Coachella has been delayed this weekend because of high winds. Yeah. Then someone realized they just forgot to turn off Beyonce's wind machine. <laughs> uh, I'd like that, a wind machine. Didn't Job have one in Arrested Development? Yeah, for his magic act. Yeah. <laughs> it's the final countdown. A lot of silk shirts, flowing hair. Comedian Jay Moore has really gone after the Fresno State professor that said the mean things about Barbara Bush. How interesting. Yeah. Well, get to Jay that Moore's an up. interesting guy, too. He is. Yeah. Smart guy. Every time I think of him, I think of how I made him mad when we interviewed him, and I said something stupid, and I shouldn't have said it. Anyway, more on that later. I regret that day to this day. <laughs> Actually, I have no memory of that whatsoever. I do, because I did something I shouldn't have done. Yeah, we In an do. attempt to be funny. Oh. I went too far. Unbelievable. We're joined by Jen's Eric Gould, who is the editor-in-chief and co-developer of The Knife Media and uh, joins us on a weekly basis to talk about media and spin and bias and that sort of thing. Jens, how are you, sir? Good. Good morning. How are you? We're we're fine and dandy. Let's uh, start, shall we, this week with the... Uh, the fast-moving and complex uh, reporting on Jim Comey and the memos and the leaks and the rest of it. What do you have to say? I thought we were going to talk about Beyonce and, uh, and high winds at Coachella. But that's I hear she killed at Coachella. Just killed. <laughs> well, we did an analysis this week. We did a couple on the on the Comey situation. and But one was particularly interesting because you know we usually analyze the media, as everyone knows. Uh, but we decided there were, there were stories about obviously Trump's tweets on Comey's book. So we decided, okay, well, let's analyze Trump's tweets themselves also. Okay, and, so you're you're covering the tweets as coverage and the coverage of that coverage. Exactly, exactly. And, I mean, to be fair, of course, the tweets are one person, right? He's entitled to have his own opinion. He's not a news organization, right? So the, the, the ratings were quite low, as you <laughs> might imagine. A lot of spin, a lot of, uh, you know, Land. You're saying the um, president isn't even-handed and fair in his tweets? How dare you, that sir? That he's only I, tweeting I, things out that are in his self-interest? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, come on. That's what we yeah, expect, right? The, the analysis would suggest that, yeah. It was pretty low. Uh, but what was interesting was that the media ratings for the media coverage of the tweets uh, weren't that much higher. That is interesting. <laughs> Can you give us an example? So, well, we, we did this you know, slippery James Comey, uh, he is not smart, a series of tweets. Uh, and the Trump rating was low. It was 11%. The uh, overall integrity uh, rating, yeah. yeah. He also yeah, calls so him the worst FBI director in history by far, right? Yes, yes. Uh, but then, so the coverage of those tweets ranged between 31 and 39%, which is pretty low. And the reason was that they dramatized it and put their own opinions on top of it. So they didn't just report what the tweet said and what, what Comey said. They made it into a whole dramatic situation. Which is enjoyable for the reader, honestly. Everything's about a fight. Um, in, exactly. the, in the headlines or in, the, in the, like, the body of the coverage? In both. In both. Yeah, it, it's, it's, what's interesting, especially given Trump, is because he says such strong things. Even if you're, as an organization... You're trying to spin things. You don't have to add anything. Couldn't you be a straight-up reporter and report that the president of the United States just said James Comey is worse than J. Edgar Hoover? Um, uh, you know, and you, you don't need to spin it, do you? Well, no, theoretically, no. But they're, they're, you know, they add a lot of the spin words we've been talking about on the show before: excoriated, bashed, 
you know, fumed, lamented, mm-hmm. all of these sort of um, dramatic words, and then their own opinions. Like, for example, um, you know, this is unlikely to divert the president's mind from the ever-expanding controversies. Uh, well, that's an opinion. So that sort of analysis isn't straight fact. Hmm. Interesting. I'm looking at the chart at the bottom um, of, of the various news organizations and how spun their coverage was. And it's pretty interesting. Fox News, 74% spun. The Washington Post, 74% spun. CNN, just 1% more spun. And the New York Times, 87% spun. So their yeah. their coverage is just dripping with uh, opinion and, and dramatization. Is that how you'd characterize why they were so high? Yeah, so spin is how much subjective language is used, as opposed to fact-based, measurable, you know, objective language. And yeah, the, in particular... Most Trump coverage has a high rate of spin, but in particular, when there's these sorts of you know, fights that he has with someone like Comey, it's even more so. Have you guys uh, done any? When did you launch uh, your organization? When did you launch Knife Media? Last year. Last year. Have you gone back and looked at any coverage, perhaps during the Obama administration, to see how much they spun his speeches or comments? We haven't, but it's something we really want to do. Yeah, it'd be an and interesting. We want to go even further. Yeah. It, it would be. A, yeah, exactly. It would be interesting to see. I realize it'd be a hell of a lot of work, but it'd be interesting to see how it has changed over time. Some of it would be. Um, uh, most of the media leans left, so they 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 have more favorability to Obama. But some of it is just the changing attitudes in journalism. I think people are more comfortable with putting their opinion in articles than, than they ever have been in my lifetime. Yeah, it's it's an editorializing. There's a there's a mixture between an op-ed page and a hard news story, and they they sort of seem one and the same now. And it's not to say that there isn't a lot of spin and drama coming out of the the public officials themselves. Oh, of clearly. course, I mean Trump's tweets, but um, that doesn't mean. I mean, it, it, it's sort of a vicious cycle then, because if the media then does their own version of that, then it I think it encourages the you know, the public officials will do it as well, and it goes back and forth, and the drama just gets amped up more and more and more. Yeah, I had an experience earlier this week. I can't remember what the story it was. I, sh- I should have uh, screen captured it because it was a great example. There was some breaking news story, and I got alerts on my phone. I think one from the Wall Street Journal and one from the New York Times. And they were such breaking stories that they just had a couple of sentences about each. But they were just completely, they were worlds apart mm. in what they were telling me, even in a couple of sentences yeah. about something yeah. that had just happened. It's, it's amazing. Jen Zara Gould of The Knife Media is on the line. I appreciated your thoughtful article on the slanted coverage of Apu of The Simpsons and the uh, yes. story about whether he's an insulting character or not. That was very good. Thank you. Come fan. again, indeed. Well, he's busy raising his eight children. Oh, that's uh, right. He's an admirable man in every way. Tuplets, I'd forgotten. But I actually, I did, I did find it. I clicked on it just because I was amused, but... I guess he was in the news the other day. I totally missed it. How did I miss that? Yeah, he was in the news. Uh, there's been quite a bit of co- controversy over him, uh, this fictional character. Um, there was a documentary made uh, suggesting that uh, he's a racist character. Oh, character, I remember uh, that, yeah. Yeah. And so then The Simpsons had an episode a couple of weeks back where they, they addressed that controversy, and they basically yeah, made fun of the political correctness. And then... So what we did is that week we analyzed the media coverage of that episode and found that the great majority of articles were slanted against The Simpsons, had a strong bias that that, you know, that was not the right thing for The Simpsons to do. 
Right. Interesting. Hey, can you run through the Tony Robbins hashtag me too um, uh, commentary you've got? Because I think this is a really interesting thing for people to, to catch on to. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know how much you have looked at me too in the way the media has yep, covered it. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so we've noticed a pattern over the last six months since the movement started and pretty much goes like this. So, you know, a well-known person, an actor or somebody, you know, in the public sphere will say something critical of the movement. And then people will either insult them on social media or misrepresent their arguments in some way on social media. And then the, the traditional media will come in and reinforce that character attack or reinforce that misrepresentation. And I mean, it's so Matt Damon, you know, for example, made critical remarks on me too. And media outlets called him <clears throat> stupid and tone deaf. Um, there's been a number of op-eds where that's happened. Basically, anytime anyone comes out and does anything critical, they are their, their character is attacked. And this happened with Tony Robbins. And so we broke down how the media coverage did that and, and how it's been done in numerous cases. Interesting. And, and a lot of the facts left out selectively. Uh, to really get the idea, because I read that, that piece and it's quite good, and there are some astounding facts left out. He's accused of you know, of unwanted physical contact with women, um, but select phrases and facts are left out, so it ends up being a wildly distorted portrayal of what actually happened. It's, it's really pretty disturbing. And and I appreciate the fact that I think, what is the uh, title of the article? I can come up with it real quick. Um, in general, this is in general. I definitely had picked up on this, where I will, I will, I will see the headlines about whatever celebrity was critical of the hashtag Me Too movement. I see the criticism of it. Then when I get when I take the time to go to the original statement, it's always so much less than the backlash, less controversial yeah. or more nuanced or whatever. Yeah. yeah the the piece I was talking about on theknifemedia.com, and we'll have a link so you can find it quickly at armstrongandgetty.com is five examples of misleading statements in the media. And it's really good because it's, uh, you know, bipartisan, both sides, both points of view, all sorts of different topics and all sorts of different media outlets that all selectively leave out facts that that leave you with a wildly inaccurate, uh, you know, impression of what actually happens. So anyway, troubling stuff. Jen's Eric Gould, editor in chief, co-developer of The Knife Media. Jen's great to talk to you. Keep up the good work. Thanks so much. All right. We'll, we'll talk soon. Coming up, have the Chinese struck on a st- Struck, yes, struck on a great idea for how to handle traffic offenders. If you confess online, post your confession and get at least 20 likes, you're let off the hook. Wow. They're like minor offenses. We'll give you the details on that. I want to bring this to America. I think it sounds fantastic. Uh, Among other things coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Armstrong and Getty Show. Dave Matthews Band, well-known pot enthusiast with a pot-enjoying crowd on this 420. Do not approve. like to make that clear. Pro-drug music there in the control room. I won't have it. So, this... Uh, we were on the Fresno State professor story early because, you know, we're on the West Coast, but the rest of the country is caught on and it's getting a lot more attention. This is the English professor. Was, she's currently suspended. Is that correct? I don't actually know. 
who tweeted uh, right after Barbara Bush died. Barbara Bush was a generous and smart and amazing racist who, along with her husband, raised a war criminal. F out of here with your nice words, the professor tweeted. And then she went a little further about how she, they can't fire me. I have tenure, so I can say whatever the blank I and want. That, and I make a hundred gurry here. Well, right, thanks for that. Yeah. Anyway, Jay Moore, do you know who he is? Actor, comedian. Show me the money. He's that guy, right? No, that's Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> I thought that uh, Jay, Jay Moore was the agent in that movie, right? He's Yeah, he was Tom Cruise's competing yeah. agent in that movie. Yes, yes. yes. Um, anyway, uh, is that his biggest role ever? Probably. You're trying to tell people who Jay Moore was. Is that the one you go what with? What was the series he was on? I can't remember. Anyway. No. Uh, he Jay- was on Last Comic Standing, but... Jay Moore pushed too far by the words of a university professor in California after insensitive remarks about Barbara Bush, as we just mentioned. Uh, Moore sent a tweet to the professor, or no, to um, the president of Fresno State, Joseph Castro, calling for her termination, the professor's termination. Coward, he wrote in all caps, taking a page out of the Trump tweet book, right? Sad. I'm a comedian, huge free speech advocate. Rhonda Jarr should be fired for her sheer arrogance, a garbage person that cannot possibly be shielded through her terrible, weak PC statement today. Protecting her hate isn't why you make 300 k a year. You know, um... So, I didn't, you, expect, you don't expect that out of the Hollywood elite, do you? You know, uh, the fact that an Arab-American, Muslim-American woman would have strong views about the war in Iraq is not that shocking. And I've heard George Bush called a war criminal many times. Um, the shot at the dearly departed lady, though... Well, see, and, and again... Uh, on its uh, on its political face, what she said, I don't really have a problem with. I disagree with some of it, but I didn't have a problem with it, really. Except that it is so brutally, childishly, angrily, stupidly abusive. And the timing. That's, yeah, the, t- the timing was really insensitive, too. But it, it's funny, because... I don't mind English professors saying, I think George Bush was a war criminal, as a matter of fact. I'm okay with that. But she displayed herself as such a reprehensible human, so contemptuous of any other point of view or disagreement or whatever, and just so venomous and childish. She came off as an awful human. Can they literally not fire her over that? I mean, she stated that because of her tenure. You know, I'd have to see her contract. What does it say about conduct unbecoming to the university? You know, what, only, whatever that means. I only ask because uh, today the story is out that several of the big donors, and this is what gets people's attention, several of the big donors said no more money Yeah, as long as she's there. That's happening more and more. I happen to be familiar with a handful of uh, West Coast colleges and progressive places that used to be bastions of free speech, the free exchange of ideas and reasonableness that have gone full-on communist. And the donors are becoming aware of it, and they're closing their checkbooks. And you folks ought to. Sure. Man, man, not only where I went to school, but where my kids went to school are constantly hitting me up for money. Like, I gave you an S-load of money. You got plenty of my money, and you taught my kid. Thank you. Goodbye. Um, uh, They're trying this in a province in China. Interesting idea. See if you think it's a good one. If you commit a minor traffic offense, you post a a confession of your sins online. Mm, if it it's gets, good for the soul. If it gets at least a 20 likes, they let you off the hook. <laughs> so they've got, a, for instance, here, a guy who was going the wrong way on his scooter at an intersection. And he posted, it's him saying, 
I was seized by traffic police while driving my scooter in the wrong direction at the intersection. I've learned it is wrong after education by the traffic police officer. I would like to remind Internet users to learn from my lesson and not to think it's okay to commit mistakes when driving a scooter. And by, by saying that, you're off the hook. Fun fact, no matter which direction you're going on a scooter, it's always the wrong direction for your life. <laughs> wow. Anti-scooter talk. It's like uh, old producer Scott used to say, a man wearing short sleeves and a necktie is on his way down. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like this idea. I kind of do, too, although... (laughs) It's a minor infraction. Obviously. Don't make it go go on my insurance or whatever, or take a a tiny amount of money from me. Just maybe go online and say... Or a huge amount of money. I've been parking in these illegal spots thinking I could get away with it. I'm not going to do it anymore. I suggest you don't. They're on to us. Beware, Internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's interesting. A couple things. Number one, it, it kind of becomes a writing contest, though. I mean, if you, what if you're a simpleton? You're real good at math, but you're bad at writing, and you get all dislikes at some like some terrible YouTube video. Uh, and you, you, just because you're a bad writer, you wouldn't get off the hook. But I do find it interesting that it, it was several months ago, I was taking a right turn at a red light, and I rolled it at about mm. a mile per hour. Oh, jail him! Fine and fees was well over $400. Oof. Obvious cash grab. And you can see me, because it was one of those traffic camera things with the video and everything, and you see me carefully looking in every direction for uh, pedestrians and all. Sean, I'll thank you to keep your... <laughs> Your comments to yourself. Well but done. you can see, I th- and I'm not even moving, but so i got to pay over $400 in fines. It's so But you know who does that? You know who does that? Does what? What you did. Me. Rolling that right. <laughs> Every freaking person on earth. That's right. who does that. Right. But so well over $400 in fines and fees and the rest of it. I don't even remember, and I signed up for traffic court. That was more money and more fees to the government and for some time. reason. Uh, right, but... It's obviously a cash grab. Sure. It is a part of municipal budgets, uh, fines that are collected, and they have to find something to fine you for because it's in their budget. It is interesting to me that the dirty, dirty commies that who will jail you for opposing the the regime and then steal your kidneys, they think, well, let's not do that. That would be unseemly. <laughs> Just uh, as long as people understand that they shouldn't do that, we'll let them off the hook. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah because in theory, yeah. th- those laws are to make people safe. Nobody would look at what you did and think anybody was in danger. I like oh. the way the scooter uh, driver said, after being educated by the yeah. Chinese police. Oh, man, you get educated by those guys. Whoa, yes. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? All right, Trump not letting up. Twitter attacks on Comey continuing. Schumer weed update. And looking for a gig. Demand is soaring for family assistance. Those stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Is this some Snoop, well-known marijuana abuser? The Willie Nelson of rap. (laughs) (laughs) On this 420. So Marshall's News is coming up, and we'll get to that. Is there any F-bombs in this? This is the edit, Jack. We're all safe. (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So what you gonna do? What what, what are you doing? What what is everybody doing? Things are out of control. Um, by the way, this this article about China and their traffic infractions or whatever, they got this picture of a busy Beijing street. 
This looks to be a like a a middle upper class neighborhood based on people how people are dressed and what they're driving. They're all riding scooters. What do you notice about this picture? Riding around, no helmets. This guy's got his wife and kid on the back, no helmets. More personal freedom riding around your scooter in China than in, China. The, United, than in the United States of America. That's right. Communist China. More freedom. It's interesting. China. Well, we've got to keep you safe. We've got to pass laws to keep you safe. Uh, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Not letting go. President Trump taking more shots at former FBI Director James Comey after Comey's memos on his interactions with the president were leaked. The president writes, so General Michael Flynn's life can be totally destroyed while shady James Comey can leak and lie and make lots of money from a third-rate book. Is that really the way life in America is supposed to work? He finished up that tweet answering, I don't think so. Well, I've heard a number of law professors ask that same question. If uh, if Flynn's in trouble for lying to FBI agents, so did Andy McCabe, so did perhaps James Comey. We'll see. Did they able to get the same treatment as Flynn? Yesterday, one of Trump's many tweets read, James Comey memos just out and show clearly that there was no collusion and no obstruction. Also, he leaked classified information. Wow! Will the witch hunt continue? That was yesterday's tweet. The memos included Trump telling Comey he had serious concerns about the judgment of then-National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. At the same time, Trump putting a finger to his own head, indicating Flynn may be crazy. (laughs) In another conversation. So he was more with it on Flynn than I thought he was. Yeah, yeah. In another conversation, Trump was asking about the possibility of jailing journalists over leaks and describing Russian President Putin saying... Which Obama did. Which part? The uh, jailing Jailing journalists over leaks? Certainly uh, going after them, yeah. And describing... Well, Rosen actually went to jail, didn't he? Isn't that what because he wouldn't give away a source or something? No, he was named as a co-conspirator or something like that. I don't think he went to jail, though. I could be wrong. And uh, also... Somebody Google it. And also had uh, Trump talking about uh, his uh, visit with Russian President Putin when Putin bragged that his country has some of the most beautiful hookers in the world. So those were some of the big reveals There's in nothing the wrong Comey, with national pride, Comey memos. <laughs> hey, Stormy Daniels lawsuit against President Trump is going to be uh, heard in an L.A. courtroom today. Hearings set to discuss an attempt by Trump and his personal attorney to delay the suit. The adult film star claims to have had a sexual encounter with Trump a decade ago. You'll recall that. She also claims she uh, was paid hush money not to reveal the story and then later threatened by someone if she ever revealed the story and to forget about Trump. Now, on this 420, you got Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer saying it is Pandering. time. Saying it is time to decriminalize marijuana. In his statement, the New York Democrat vowed to soon introduce legislation that would remove pot from the federal controlled substances list. He called it the right thing to do, Schumer noting that, like a lot of folks, his thinking on marijuana has evolved. A number of states have moved, of course, including uh, many in the West, to loosen uh, restrictions or legalize marijuana. Millions of young people woke up to that news and realized they don't want to smoke pot anymore. Chuck Schumer's into it. What's to keep somebody from getting all potted up on weed and then getting behind the wheel? Yes, a question question. I've still not seen answered. Excellent question. (laughs) All right, forget about the terms and the job nanny and babysitter. Those are passe parents. These days are out hiring family assistance. Someone with experience in child care as well as having an administrative background who can run errands and cook meals and help out the parents in oh so many ways. A parent's personal assistant. 
That's an awful lot of different stuff there. Running errands is, uh, is, is well, anybody with a driver's license can do that. Right. The parenting of your kids, that's a... That's a heck of a thing to turn over. Man, I want a personal assistant. I could really use one. What do you want him to do? Rub your feet? All sorts of stuff. Or just keep track of where I'm supposed to go and who I'm supposed to write an email back to. And Go over there. Just yeah. send an email? <laughs> Am I supposed to go over there and send yeah. an email now? Yeah. Yes, go. Okay. Act as your sleeve boy or woman. <laughs> sure, don't forget. Yeah. You're supposed to pick up some meat on the way home or right. whatever. I just... I, or, you know, the dry clean. Just, oh, God. This business associate... That uh, people you're speaking to, that uh, just uh, yay, yay. These uh, special helpers, uh, by the way, are more expensive than a traditional babysitter. They're making an average of at least thirty dollars an hour and up. Woo! So, family assistant. But again, it's just any any number just doesn't mean anything because the cost of living is so wildly different yeah. in different parts of the country. If you're paying somebody thirty dollars an hour to go to the grocery store and pick something up for you, you're you're an idiot. <laughs> but they're a family assistant. Well, I'm just yeah. saying, get two. Get one that does the difficult stuff you got to pay right. more for and, and find something much cheaper. Anybody with a driver's license could run to the store and get you milk. The hey, only- what was the name of the uh, the numbskull in uh, in uh, Pearl Harbor? M- Matt Damon? Is that Ben no? Affleck. Ben Affleck, yeah. I was going to say, is she hot and do I get to sex her up? Signed, so Ben Affleck. <laughs> the original. Got a bit of a nanny thing. <laughs> the- I got a nanny thing, y'all. <laughs> The original. <laughs> the original. We got a nana thing going on. <laughs> the original Prince version of Nothing Compares to You is finally being released. The song was a huge hit for Sinead O'Connor back in 1990, and now Prince's estate has released his original 1984 recording ahead of the second anniversary of the pop star's death. Nothing. Prince fans are now converging on Paisley Park for the Prince celebration, which will be honoring his life this weekend. I just hope that someday it'll become as weird and tasteless as the Elvis thing down in Graceland. Mm. Bizarre and quasi-religious and right. tacky and commercialized. Similarly glorified death, just dying from right. too much drugs in the elevator. And the Elvis uh, the Elvis death celebration still as big as ever? Oh, yeah. I mean, Oh, oh yeah? yeah, they built a new museum oh, on the grounds right. and everything. Yeah. Isn't there a hotel there now, too? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So it's a genre of entertainment everybody loves, don't we? The wacky black person who's the victim of a crime and then goes on the local news. It's a beloved Ain't genre. nobody got time for that. Well, we do have time for it in a couple minutes. Awesome. There's a new candidate for America's favorite wacky black crime victim. I went downstairs to get a cold pop. They're raping everybody out there. Oh, that's right. There's that one. Yeah. We might have to revisit some of those classics sure. before we bring you the new Right. One. Somebody texted that Chuck Schumer said the same thing last year on this day. He very well may have. I don't know. And by the by, if you found the tease for the next segment, Racially Insensitive, we'll explain to you why it's not Okay. in a minute. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. When you don't be- Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. On my head, wasting time. On my head. 
describes her horrifying experience when she first realized the complex was on fire. Well, I woke up to go get me a cold pop. Then I thought somebody was barbecuing. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. Then I ran out. I didn't grab no shoes or nothing, Jesus. I ran for my life. And then the smoke got me. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. That is the great Sweet Brown. Legendary. She made the local news that night when there was a, oh, Lord Jesus, a fire at her apartment complex. And then she made hay. She made cheddar. She became famous enough that I even have a Sweet Brown t-shirt that says, (laughs) ain't nobody got time for that. Yes! And then there was the great Antoine Dobson, who also had a crime at his apartment complex. Well... Obviously, we have a rapist in Lincoln Park. He's climbing in your windows. He's snatching your people up, trying to rape them. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. That's right. Now, there was another... You are so dumb. There was a big... Oh, he was priceless. Um, He still is, presumably. Uh, There was another old gal, and I see her picture right here. It's a long video, though, and I'd have to cue it up. She was the first... Colorful black crime victim on local news who I thought, wait a minute, she's trying to become the next Sweet Brown. She's doing this intentionally. The big old gal who who had wide eyes and wide open mouth. I I don't know if you remember. Yeah, what did she say over and over? I remember that (sighs) one. I can't remember. It sounded phony, though. I got the main video. Well, here, let me. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I'll, anyway, people I'll had caught her up on in a second or two. People had caught on that you could become a celebrity that way. Yeah, and I, I thought she was putting us all on. Here is your latest example: Is this guy merely quirky and amusingly colorful, or is he trying to get famous? You be the judge. Oh, it, I wish you were watching the video. We'll link it at ArmstrongandGetty.com because he he makes all sorts of hand gestures and just gesticulations as well. Check this out. Intruders caught on camera invading houses. So could something like this happen to you? Dave Rowe knows all too well how it feels to have his home broken into. Yeah, and see, that's what the problem was. Because I heard him first. I said, hold on. I said, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. Because then I start to taste him. I said, and then I start to smell them. So it's like a smell that like, tastes like other. So I knew something was wrong. I knew something special about it. You know? So So what did you do when you heard the intruder? I ran upstairs. I had to run. And I had to do what that little girl, what's that little girl uh in the Holocaust? She had a uh she was Anne Hathaway, Frank, Frank and Beverly. <laughs> and Frank, that's a hiding bitch, ain't it? I had to get up the stairs. So he had so much rhythm. When he was walking upstairs, he said, Doom, doom. Doom. Bitch, I started to almost beatbox up in the closet. Oh, boom, boom, boom. But I couldn't do it yet because I couldn't die. I got caught tomorrow. Clearly <laughs> a gifted sketch artist. You think? Getting on the TV, putting one over. I don't know. Because his, his whole, his, so I started tasting. And then it started sniffing. And then I was sniffing tasting. It's like, wait a minute, dude, you are like a gifted physical comedian. That can't be real. There's a few more seconds, I think. What do you think, Sean? So, I'm just a little shook up. That's all that is. (laughs) And that's Good Morning America? I was that cleverly edited. 
seems like he was putting on a little bit extra there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a gag. It's clearly a gag. So you can't. Uh, I can't die today. I've got court tomorrow. Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> I just killed. Oh, it, it, it turned my audio down there. Michael. Even if uh, even if it's phony. You got to realize what local news is doing where they're pretending like this is an important, serious news story. And we're not airing this because you think you're going to laugh at it and talk about it for a week. This is just an important news story that we're putting on. Okay. I I like their scam. All right. Give me my volume back, Michael. Here's the gal I was talking about. I don't remember her name or anything. It's important. It's good. My friend came to the door. She said, well, I was on the phone cooking me and my baby some breakfast. And she said, hey, something wrong is popping. I said, what? She said, yeah. I said, no. So the girl come downstairs. She come out her apartment with her baby with no shoes on. I said, oh, girl, it's cold outside. She said, something ain't right. I said, oh, man. She said, oh, man, the building is on fire. I said, no, what? I got my three kids and we bounced out. Uh Uh-uh, we ain't going to be in no fire. Not today. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Not today. She had a couple of catchphrases she was really trying to get going. (laughs) I find that one one more believable than the other one. I do, too. On on revisiting, this one sounds more Uh, believable. I can believe that woman exists. Yeah, the first one is obviously a gag. Now that I see it in full. Not today. There, hang on a second. What's, I, what was her other catchphrase she was clearly trying to get going? Hang on a second. Go ahead. My friend came to the door. She said, well, I was on the phone cooking me and my baby some breakfast. And she said, hey, something wrong is popping. I said, what? She said, yeah. I said, no. So the girl come downstairs. She come out her apartment with her baby with no shoes on. I said, oh, girl, it's cold outside. She said, something ain't right. I said, oh, man. She said, oh, man. The building is on fire. That's, yeah, that's her. She was hoping that might catch on as a catchphrase. And if not that, it would be, no, today. <laughs> nice. Well, how about, remember we had the redneck guy who they, they got the, uh, what was the car that got sideways into the pole? Oh, Geo something, right? <laughs> they got the oh, Geo yeah. Tracker sideways into the pole. Yeah, it's a different genre of wackadoos on the news. The uh, charming redneck who had an odd experience. <laughs> The Geo Tracker runs into a hive of bees. You got uh, the alleged Bigfoot sighting. You got uh, redneck marine punches a bear. Charming hick. Yeah, the the charming hick genre, <laughs> which is completely different than the urban projects sort of uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> God, that is funny. Uh, we need more of that. And again, yeah, we do need more of that. If you're, if you are ever, ever interviewed by local news, for the love of heaven, don't take it seriously. Either lie to them, or do a character voice, or 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 swear a lot, or something. And of course, the local news treating it as if they're just doing journalism, right? Is part although, of part of the gag. Although, I kind of appreciate it. Oh, I do too. <laughs> just, we know what you're doing, so let's just, do, how about we just drop it? Yeah. Hey, we came across a wackadoo in a, one of our crime stories, so let's take a look at her. Let's uh, give her plenty of, uh, usually we try to keep these clips to about 20 seconds. Let's let her, let her talk as long as she wants. <laughs> right. Uh, how how uh, popular has this walkout been today so far? Does anybody know? Is it It's a nationwide 
Yeah, it's been publicized so heavily by the mainstream media. It's impossible for me to know. I mean, is it like 2% of students nationwide or 40 or what? I have no idea if 100 kids have walked out of class over the gun violence thing or 100,000. I have no sense of that. And I've heard different uh, approaches from you're not allowed to to um, we're going to have a rally in the gym. We're going to not have class today. We're going to rally so you'll still be in school, which means the school still gets the funding because uh, they get per student per day funding. Right. Your kid doesn't go to school. They don't get a few bucks of funding. That's the way that, schools work, which is odd. But. Yeah. Well, it's beyond odd. I've, I've come up across it in a number of ways. It seems like it's counterproductive in a lot of different ways. It, it, it drives things the wrong direction. I could believe that. I think it also makes schools super interested in eliminating truancy. Which may be a positive outcome, but I'm sure it has its drawbacks too. It's kind of an odd idea. Yeah. Um, Flu goes around, and all of a sudden your funding's cut by you know whatever percentage. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, you're gonna have to teach them up when they get back. Anyway. Oh man, did we get a great, compelling uh, note from a teacher about the realities in the classroom that the teachers' union never talks about, and you I'd just like don't to hear, hear that. about on the news. We'll try to get to that sooner or later. Just. Stay tuned, hour after hour, day after day, week after week. <laughs> if, you, if you get the award-winning fourth hour, you're going to hear clips of the week. If you don't get the award-winning fourth then hour... Then you're not going to hear it today! You're going to hear whatever your station plays next, which may be fantastic or may be dreadfully awful. We don't know. I don't actually We know. can't be held responsible. <laughs> <laughs> we have nothing to do with that. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.